Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. I'm going to start out today's podcast by asking you a simple question. I want you to answer this question and don't overanalyze it or think about it or ask yourself why Tim's asking you this question. Just write the answer to the question down. I want you to tell me right now, write it down, how you're actually feeling. How you feel. How do you feel about your future? How do you feel about your present state? How do you feel about your health, your wealth, your happiness, all of it? How do you feel? Because what we're going to show you today and on tomorrow's podcast as well, Mm -hmm. 22 ways to have almost an instantaneous, bizarrely powerful way Mm -hmm. of changing your mental, emotional, and then your financial state. And this is something that Julie and I practice habitually, and we also have coached all of our top coaching clients to do the same thing. That's right. So this is 22 ways to show gratitude and have a better life instantly. And because it's 22, it may take us two podcasts. All right. So do you ever sometimes maybe feel frustrated, stuck, stressed, or lacking direction in real estate or in life? There's a simple solution to changing your mindset immediately and getting right back on track. Tim just ramped that up for you, getting right back on track As a result, get out of frustration and into gratitude, showing it, feeling it, and living it. You'll have nearly instant results. So you're going to write down your present physical emotion, your present, let's just call it emotional state. And then what I want you to do is at the end of today's show, and then at the end of tomorrow's show, write down how you're feeling. Because what you'll have realized is just the very thought of showing gratitude and being a person that shows gratitude towards others, just thinking about it changes your complete emotional state. So that should prove to all of you that what matters the most is your understanding and accepting that you can actually, anytime you choose to change your mindset and change your outcome. These are all really great techniques. You don't have to practice all 22, but you should choose your favorites. So Cicero called gratitude the parent of all virtues. The dictionary states that gratitude is the quality or state of being thankful. The more gratitude you show, the more you will personally feel it. This translates into a more fulfilled life with less stress, angst, and worry. Lose those 3 a.m. real estate night sweats forever. Overtly show your thanks, and you'll find that you will achieve your own goals and feel more content along your journey. Pick up what Julie just said. So what we're going to do is we're showing you ways that you show gratitude towards other people. And in doing so, just the very act of showing gratitude actually has an immediate benefit to you. And so I don't remember who said this originally, Julie, Mm -hmm. but if you want something, if you're not feeling appreciated, if you're not feeling recognized, if you're not feeling love, if you're not feeling all the things, the way for you to get that feeling is actually by giving it to other people. By giving it to other people, again, I'm not one to understand all of this, but you actually instantly manifest it within yourself and then they will actually mirror it back to you. I have to say, say you do a very good job of that. So it's not just you saying this on a podcast. You are living it as an example. So here are 22 different ways to express gratitude to your friends, your family, people in your center of influence, your prospects, your family, and your clients. You will become the person that everybody wants to be around, the person that makes others feel great, and the person that you've always wanted to be. 
So here are some techniques for you to write down and integrate into your daily, weekly, and monthly life. So point number one, this is, and really all of these are things that everybody can do. Number one, write five thank you notes daily. And I think thank you as well as maybe congratulation cards. It's been proven that the simple act of writing thank you cards creates happiness, not just for the receiver, but for you, the sender. Studies have shown the long-lasting effects of this act of gratitude. By showing thanks, we become more grateful ourselves. Well, just imagine you're writing a, a, a note to somebody, right? It doesn't matter who it is. The dry cleaner who's always cheerful, the person in Starbucks who's always, you know, basically very grateful, just whatever it is. And you're going to write them a little thank you note. Or it's a past client. It's a center of influence. Maybe it's to Coach Julie Harris. <laughs> In the very act of writing the note where you're showing gratitude, visualize yourself doing that right now. Do you notice how you, you actually start to feel different? I mean, do you notice how even if there's a cloud over you and certainly with all this, you know, what's going on and, you know, housing and all the rest of it, there's a, there's a cloud that seems to follow up. What was that uh, character from oh. Peanuts? It was pig I pen or pig pen. Yeah, exactly. The cloud of dust. Right. So there's a cloud that's sort of lingering over most of us. But the way you dissipate that cloud is just by, for example, if you were to write five thank you notes to people that you should be showing gratitude towards, maybe it's a broker that you did a deal with. Maybe it's an agent who did a great job on feedback. Maybe it's a seller or just doesn't matter who. Maybe it's your mom, your brother. Show a hand, give them a handwritten note by the very nature of doing that type of work, that cloud dissipates. Again, that is a hack that you should never forget. Well, and I'm glad that you ramped me up because point number two is how to actually send five. I mean, that's 25 cards a week. How does a person actually do that? Oh, by the way, you will generate real estate transactions out of doing this, but you know. It might be part of our secret to these our points. Agenda? Our agenda, our hidden agenda. Okay, <laughs> start by, re how are you going to actually do this? Well, start by reflecting on the experiences you've had over the past 48 hours. Sim, you mentioned some of those. Who are you most grateful to? Did somebody give you a random compliment or do a fantastic job at the hair salon, the pharmacy, the car dealer? Take a moment to recognize them. Next, you can scan your social media for significant events happening to people in your sphere of influence, your past clients, other contacts. Instead of just hitting the like online, send them an actual handwritten card. It's a great way to reinforce your relationships. Now, that said, if you're showing, for example, if you have a choice between sending Julie and I a handwritten card, which we certainly, we all actually always save those, you know, we always have. But if, you know, in business, if you want to show gratitude towards a vendor, somebody you've done business with, give them a gratuitous positive review, someplace that makes it has a benefit to them, and just be really honest about your experience and why you appreciate them and why you appreciate the business, because then it immediately gives you gives them the benefit of obviously feeling the sense of you know gratitude towards you for appreciating them, but also will encourage people to want to do business with them. That definitely counts. And whether that is a review or a card, be specific when you're writing. You can say things like, I'm so grateful for the kindness that, kindness that you showed me when I was feeling distraught last week. You really helped me and I appreciate you. I'll never forget your support. There's a lot of books on how to write a handwritten note, so be, they all make this point. Be specific. And invest in good quality non-realtory stationery. Use a nice pen. You can find lots of options online. My favorites are minted.com, finestationery.com. Uh, choose something with a front door theme or another cozy feel. 
and use commemorative stamps instead of generic stamps, which you can get at the same cost at your post office or just go to USPS.com. That makes it look more like an invitation, like something I want to open. So she said something there. Did you catch it? Do not send um, a thank you card that looks like it, that's in a, a business reply envelope kind of thing. Do not use a metered stamp. Do not use something that's going to make it look like it was just processed junk mail. Handwritten like you're inviting them to a party. Exactly. All right. Point number three. Again, we are controlling how you feel by showing gratitude. And one of the ways you can do that, point number three, is to keep a gratitude journal. When researchers asked people to reflect on their past week and write about things that either irritated them or about which they felt grateful, those tasked with writing down positive experiences and observations, of course, were more optimistic. They felt better about their lives and they actually got sick less. Choose a journal that feels good to write in and your favorite pen so you'll look forward to jotting down your moments of gratitude every day. Read through your journal on days when you just can't find your motivation or feel like you're simply stuck in a rut. And I'm going to go back to it, guys. Check your, right now, again, put yourself in a state of gratitude. It's unbelievably powerful. Right now, think about some people you feel, you're, Julie, I love you and I, I, you know, I really appreciate all the work you put into our podcast and, and our business and our personal life. I it, love you it, too and I'm grateful for hearing your appreciation and too. We, I mean, you guys get it? And just by showing gratitude, it makes you feel good. And the thing that's fascinating too about like if you are, say for example, somebody's at, you know, we use Orange Theory as an example because most everyone needs to get in better shape. So if you're going to the gym and you see somebody there that you don't really know, but you go up there and say, you know what? I noticed that you did this, this, and the other thing. And I think that's badass. Good job. And fist bump them. That is going to make a huge difference. And it makes you feel good. And you will not believe how much they'll love you after that because you made them feel good. That's very powerful. I, I have seen you do that in the gym. All the time. And I've seen people like seek glowing after that. They seek me out. I, that's yeah. my easiest way of making friends. Absolutely. Look, I'm 5'9". <laughs> I weigh 155 pounds. And, and when I see some guy that's able to bench press like you. I was... Yeah, exactly. Three of me. Yeah. I'm going to go up and I'm going to tell them all. And I've, yes, you're right. And I have done that. And I've made some of my best friends every place we've lived uh, from that direct interaction. But I've done yeah. that outside of the gym too. And you do that as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you use the Ford script at a very high level. Family, occupation, recreation, dreams. And you'll go up and you're, you know, I, I same thing. We go out, we'll go on our walks or whatever. And people will say, oh, hi, Julie. They don't even look at me. They don't even know who I am. It's because how, how you feel. Yeah. Well, and it, here's the thing. It doesn't cost you anything. It's no sweat off your back and it goes so far. I'll never forget. I, I gave a friend of ours, Cindy, a compliment when she was dropping off her, not one, not two, not three, but four little munchkins at school one day. And man, she looked a little bit unglued. Like she had <laughs> barely made it with, which you can understand getting four yeah. of them to school by the bell. Right. And I said something like, Cindy, what are you doing differently? Did you get a haircut or what, what's up with you? You look fantastic today. And she was just like... And you meant it too. And I did mean it. She she just looked, you know, she had a, a, a Cindy glow to her. And she was just like, I remember she took a step back and was like, huh, that was a really nice thing to hear. I really needed to hear that. And I, I hadn't, I mean, honestly, I didn't really give it two thoughts, but I remember the impact that it gave her. So point number four, say a kind word. Make somebody feel good about themselves unexpectedly. This is sometimes called practicing random acts of kindness. You can change somebody's day completely with one simple compliment or a tiny gift. It doesn't take anything away from you to make them feel special. Even if it's people you don't have a very close relationship with. Julie and I were using examples with people that are basically perfect strangers to us. 
And that's definitely a very powerful way to endear people to you. But really, you're not doing this to manipulate them or get something out of them or get, get something out of the relationship. That's just a natural byproduct. You're doing it, guess what, listeners? Because it makes you feel good. Yes. It makes you feel good. It makes you, it changes your frequency. Again, I don't like woo-woo terms, but it really does change the frequency in your mind and your heart and your soul when you're showing gratitude towards other people. And the nice byproduct of that, they're going to show gratitude back. They're going to want to befriend you. They're going to want to be attached to you because you made them feel good. And oh yeah, they'll probably do real estate deals with Mm -hmm. you or refer people to you who will do real estate deals. That's very true. And you know what else you're doing is you're setting a really good example about how you want people to treat you, how you are professionally. You're setting an example for your kids because they watch every last thing that you're doing. (laughs) I mean, I can remember, I'm sure you can too. If you look back into your past, (laughs) however far you want to go. I remember when I was working in college and, you know, we had three jobs before real estate and I was Mm -hmm. working in a retail store. I remember this, this lady, I remember her specifically, Judy Bergeson. I think it was Bergeson. Uh, Judy never had a bad word to say about anyone or anything at any time ever. Okay. No, I got to tell the rest of the story because it's too funny. Mm. All right. What you remember? I am going to tell. That's what I remember. Because it's funny. Yeah. So this was a year round Christmas store. And this was when Julie and I just got married. We got married when Julie was 20 and I was 21. All right, so she had this job a little bit before we got married, and then she had this job, and she was the assistant manager. Now, it's a year-round Christmas store, and it was really cool. It was a tiny little shop. But here was the funny thing, and I'm just going to say it. I've never been to a strip joint. Julie's never been to a strip joint. She's rolling her eyes. You're Can't like, believe- how did you turn the corner on no, that story? No, don't, don't, yeah, tell, don't okay. jump on my joke. All right, so Julie would come home from work, and she would be basically covered with what? Glitter. Glitter, right? Every single Sparkles. flipping day. And guess what? You get enough of that on you, that shit doesn't wash off. No, it doesn't. So Julie and I, I think would, you hate glitter to this day. Julie and I would go out places and she'd have glitter on her. And sometimes you could tell people were giving her an odd look. And then finally someone told me why. Now that, if that's not making you laugh, nothing will. That's just too funny. But Julie was an, a, a full-time elf mm-hmm. who... Without knowing that, people thought she was something else. Yes. Which, when I was 20, I didn't even really know what they were talking about. So, exactly. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Amongst thousands of listeners. No, 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 no. That's going to come Probably out Probably about 15 to 18,000. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So moving on, point number five, listen more than you speak. Be fascinated by the person who is speaking to you instead of looking around, checking your phone, or getting ready to make the conversation circle back to yourself. Make eye contact and listen with the intent to remember, not just to respond. Maya Angelou said, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. You told me something this morning that I think is is not just apply to our kid Zoe, but also to people to this point. Listen to more than you speak and pay attention. You said... When she comes up to tell you something, you close your computer screen and you look her in the eye and you make sure that she knows that you're connecting and it's not just in passing. Because she's going to remember that. Yes. Because other, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, forever. She's going to remember data didn't put anything else over higher priority than her. Yes. I mean, she sees us doing podcasts and working and doing events and doing all kinds of things. But I, but the impression that I'm trying to leave with her is those things are not more important than her. And I know that she gets it too. Exactly. And you know, when, when they're little like that or little-ish, I think we're extra, yeah, she's growing. um, I know. We're extra sensitive to that because we know that those impressions are sticking with our kids. But I would take this into the rest of your lives and certainly in real estate, 
you've all been around, like have you ever gone out to a coffee or lunch with somebody and you're supposed to be having lunch, but all they do is constantly look at their phone. You're n they're not really with you, are they? But you know what, Julie? This point number five, it, this is something um, when, so Julie and I have a coaches training program where we certify coaches to then become real estate coaches. And one of the hardest thing, hardest things to get them to understand is that someone, people hire you maybe because of your credentials, maybe because you've been successful and all the rest of it. You have credibility from that. You've earned the right to possibly be their real estate coach. But if you think real estate coaching is talking about yourself and talking about all your victories and how great you are, you are absolutely 100% incorrect. Real estate coaching is the exact opposite of that. It's about humbling yourself, listening and caring about what they're saying. And one of the first, when we're you know, training someone to be a real estate coach, what we ask them to do, and um, <laughs> we do this in different ways, mm -hmm. is pay attention to how frequently they use personal pronouns. I, you know, wanting to tell the story about themselves. I this, I that. That reminds me of. No, don't. Don't just shut up. When you're talking to somebody, ask them more questions about what they're saying. Don't wait and just, okay, when are you going to be done with your damn story so I can so tell I can, you my... Well, enough about you. Back to me. Exactly. That is a massive turnoff uh, for everyone. So much so, Julie and I, it, it's actually, it, it is almost, um, I have a, it, there's physical discomfort. Uh, and when you guys meet Julie and I in real life, you'll see me wince a little bit if Julie and I have to talk about ourselves in real life. We'll talk about ourselves in our podcast because we're just sitting here, you know, doing our podcast. But in real life, it, it is almost impossible for you to get Julie and I to talk about anything other than we'll maybe mention Zoe and we'll maybe mention other surface things. But we're going to pivot right back to talking about you. And we're not doing that because of any reasons other than we know ultimately what everyone's favorite topic is themselves. And we have trained ourselves not to talk about ourselves because we know that is something that like in a sales environment or in life in general, if you go to a party and there's the person who's always talking about how great they are versus the person who's always showing sincere interest in you, which one are you going to gravitate towards? But where this really got beaten into us is because each of us have done well over 100,000 paid coaching calls, like well over 100,000 paid coaching calls. And on a coaching call, you do not talk about yourself. That's, I mean, you can occasionally, but it's pretty much rule number one. And so at this point, we've reprogrammed our brains to root out ego because that's where it goes. So when someone starts talking about themselves and you can ask them questions and, you know, show sincere interest, it's the Ford script, right? Sure. Family, occupation, recreation, dreams. Um, be very careful and be very conscientious of how much your mind and your ego wants to loop it back and talk about yourself. There is so much to what you just said. You are talking about with regards to coaches and coaches training. Think about this point. Be fascinated by the person who is speaking to you, who you are speaking to, instead of looking around and being distracted. This is also a core point that is embedded on our listing presentation. Yep. Make it all about them. We have actual specific scripting for how to open a listing presentation and close it which is based on this very point. You don't go into a listing presentation. Thank you for reeling me in. You don't go into a listing presentation talking about anything that they're not interested in. They don't care. But how do you know what they're interested in? You have to ask them. And that's what we teach you to do in a premier coaching program. You have to ask them. You have to, you know, essentially take a professional approach, find out what's most important to them. The very fact that you ask what's most important to them so they don't have to hear about you and your dog and all your plaques and your trophies is going to oftentimes be the thing that gets you the listing because you asked what's important to them. 
We hear that all the time. When 100%. our agents, when they, the feedback is, you were the only one who cared to ask, who and bothered listen. to ask, and listen to what was important to me or to us. So take that point seriously, listeners. All right, point number six. This is a fun one, and this actually is something that Coach Rochelle is really good at. Um, this is simple. Bring cookies or flowers to a friend, colleague, or neighbor. And Coach Rochelle would ask or to uh, would add, or to a new construction sales rep. And let's be <laughs> honest, Coach Rochelle would also add, or a bottle of Chardonnay. Yes, all of which is good. Okay, so make dinner for somebody who's recovering from an illness or just had a baby. Pop some cookies into the new build reps or the model homes. Bring your mortgage lender a Starbucks gift card. Chat with the bank manager when you deposit your checks. Give them some homemade cookies. It goes a long way. You are giving, you're doing something personalized. They're going to remember that, assuming you have decent cookies. But <laughs> if you have a choice and you don't want to spend the money, the handwritten card is, going, is yeah. going to be better for yes. sure. And will, by the way, last longer. Okay. Yeah. So point number seven, post, you mentioned this, post a positive review. You use different products and services every single day. So when something or someone is exceptional, recognize them online. When they thank you, you can always talk about real estate and ask whom they know who could use your help. That's an easy one. Doesn't cost you any money. All right. Point number eight, show your gratitude overtly and enthusiastically. Don't be like everybody else and give the token thanks. Instead, be more expressive with phrases like, you really saved my life on that one, or that compliment you gave me really made my day. That's an easy one to do, well, right? Well, but again, but you're with showing- enthusiasm. But think of the, the circle on that one, right? You're showing, if someone shows gratitude towards you, you are going to show gratitude. I know this is kind of, this is a word game here. Someone is saying, Julie, you look gorgeous today. You just, you know, you look amazing. And you're immediately going to say, well, thank you. And if that's the end of it, then I'm going to feel a little bit rejected because I was giving her a compliment and she was sort of kind of just acknowledging it. Now, if she says, well, thank you very much. That really made my day. It's so nice of you to notice that I just got my nails done or whatever it was. I'm going to say that meant a lot coming from you because you always look awesome. You see what happened there? Reciprocity. Exactly. I mean, even subconsciously people do that. Right? Exactly. But this is how you change. So people, all this, you know... <laughs> It's, what's that? Je ne sais quoi, right? The French saying. You walk into a room, you want to know why people are gravitating towards some people naturally, even subconsciously, why they move towards certain people and why they move away other uh, from other people. It's this stuff. It it's, is. it's not their influence on Instagram, guys. It's, it's not like, you know, there's so many people out there right now that sold like three houses, but they're legit celebrities on Instagram, real, even in the real estate space. But people don't, that's not the same as what we're talking about. That stuff is fleeting. That stuff comes and goes. That stuff's like a sugar high. What we're talking about is how you form long lasting relationships that last decades. Well put. All right. Point number nine, notice and compliment specific things about people. We can all name people who are always smiling, tell the best jokes, have the best manners, or are always dressed to the nines. Recognize them by being specific. You and I have a friend that occasionally we see on the beach and he went on a walk with us, John. Oh, yeah. He has like the best stories and he's from the financial world. We always learn something new from him. He used to work. And the, we always tell him that. He used to work at the Philadelphia Fed. I mean, just like opening his brain. It doesn't matter what the topic is. You are going to learn something. Yeah. But you know, the funny part is, is we are way better at the real estate stuff. I know. But which he, makes it fun though. And he hates that. <laughs> I know. He's so used to basically being the, you know. The wise the man. Big on, brain in the, the, yeah. Exactly. He's so used to being the wise man on the hill. And we talk about, he, all, he knows obviously what we do. And so he asks, he'll ask us about real estate and we don't take the bait. We'll ask him, well, what does he think about the question you just asked? And then he'll give us a, you know, a very detailed answer. And then we'll ask,
ask him questions about what he just said and pointing out basically in our questions because he has to then answer the questions and like, oh, there's going to be a big, you know, he was one of these doomsday guys, big crash in real estate. And he's been saying that to us on and off for like three days or three years. And we're like, okay. I mean, we went on a six mile walk with him the other day. I was like, okay, let's talk about this. And then he was finally asking, well, He's like, so Tim and Julie, why hasn't there been? We gave him all the reasons why. And he goes, huh. So maybe the people are listening to it or A, full of it, or B, talking about a different sector, like, for example, commercial real estate, to which yes. Julie and I also said, so the people that have been saying there's going to be a, a bust in commercial real estate has also been saying that for a long period of time. Where's this bust in commercial real estate? And then you'll discover in having conversations like that by, you know, asking questions that you actually form a long-lasting relationship with people. That's true. That goes hand-in-hand hand with upgrading your center of influence so that you can, you know, like there's, we're talking to him, there's no lazy thinking going on there. It's he, like back and forth nonstop. Listeners, I maybe shouldn't tell you this, but I'm going to anyway. He has one of the most spectacular houses that's on the ocean in the Caribbean, and it's probably worth $60 million. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, <laughs> it's not his only house. No, I mean, it's, it's not his only house. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, nice guy. Yeah. All right. And really, really, really smart. Okay. Uh, number 10, volunteer your time and your skills to support other people's causes. Pay attention to the charitable events that your sphere of influence and past clients are involved in. Support them whenever you can, not just by donating money, but by showing up and contributing your time and support. Be public about this. Post and link your social media. Promote their event and participate at a high level. This is one of the best ways to uh, upgrade your center of influence and expand your center of influence is to go to other people's events. You don't have to spend the money on it, but your time and your energy. You're making me think of John on the Beach again. So John yeah. on the Beach basically invites us to his events and the charity things he do, uh, does, yes. and we always go. Mm-hmm. But again... Uh, how did we become friends with somebody like that? A, he's a really brilliant, wonderful, nice, sweet person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but B, it's because we should, we were sincerely interested in what he knew because he's operating at a different, well, you know, way, uh, le- you know, what would I say? Level mentally. I can't even say yes. it. I mean, there you go. Right. <laughs> right. That's, so, so that's where I am versus where he is. And so we wanted to earn the right to be his friend. And so we showed, we, you know, followed, we practiced what we preached and through over you know years of conversations, now we're friends with them. And that's what you guys can do as well. And we did not grow up knowing people that live in, you know, no. yeah, <laughs> nine-figure homes. That's not us. And also, I have to point out, because we're using him as an example so they can do similar He might uh, listen to our podcast. Have you thought about that? I know. Um, but, you know, when we first met him, we didn't know who he was, right? Mm-hmm. We met him on the beach. We mm-hmm. were at the beach restaurant. He was kite surfing. We'd mm-hmm. go there. It's pretty cool to watch these guys. Um, and so we just had a simple Ford conversation, right? Family, occupation, recreation, dreams, get to know you, then get to know you intellectually, then become a friend, and then you have bigger and better conversations. The point being that that would not have happened if it was all about us all the time. We were asking about him. What's he interested in? What does he know about? And then one thing leads to the next. So we're all touch, what we're trying to touch on without, I think I just kind of figured out why our, Julie and I are sharing this wavelength right now, is because... Julie and I got married 32 years ago, and we were broker than broke. We were negative broke, basically. Well, I was a full-time Christmas elf, if that tells you something. Or maybe a stripper. I don't know which. <laughs> All right. So I don't know where she went during the day. I mean... <laughs> you okay. thought I was an elf. No. Exactly. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So uh, the fact is, is what we've learned over the years from um, you know the things we're telling you guys now, and reading a lot of things, and experimenting with a lot, a lot of different experiences, but what we do know is these points work in any price range, in any market mm-hmm. condition, with people of vastly different education levels, because humans are all wired the same. 
What people want to feel more than anything is appreciation and gratitude, or gratitude, appreciation, acknowledgement. That's what people want. If you're the purveyor of that emotion for them, they're going to love you forever. Point number 11. Okay, this will be our last point for today, and then we will continue tomorrow. Point number 11, be gracious when you're challenged by a situation or a person. This is a tough one. Show respect and manners, even if you're in serious disagreement. I think probably everyone in the entire world could take a dose of this, right? Take the high road. You don't always have to argue with argue as if you're in a death match. The other person may have something valuable to offer in spite of being in contention with you. You set the tone. The Stoic Marcus Aurelius famously stated that you don't have to have an opinion on that. Don't be opinionated on every last thing. It's exhausting to you, and it can alienate others. That is one of the, I'm not going to try to top Marcus Aurelius, but that is one of the most powerful things you can say that politely gets you out of a heated conversation, and everybody's trying to bait each other. There's just some sort of weirdness that's in the air right now in our society. So the best thing you can do when you're feeling that fight-or-flight mechanism starts to spin up inside your, you know, usually for me, it's I'm actually literally, as I'm describing this, I'm putting my hand on my chest. When I start to feel that feeling, one of the greatest gifts I've learned to give to myself, and I generally speaking, generally speaking, I do this, I'm not going to say every time, but almost every time, mm-hmm. is I'll just basically politely excuse myself from any conversations. If it's online, I'll politely excuse myself because here's what I know. Whatever comes after that, if I take the bait and I'm hooked and pulled into that conversation, I'm going to regret and I'm going to end up apologizing for even if I knew I was right. It doesn't matter because when you're trying to essentially elevate yourself, you can't be trying, you can't by doing it by standing on other people. And sometimes in a conversation where you're talking to someone where you are smarter than them, where you do know more than them, what's the point of grinding them? You don't have to convince them of anything. Let it go. And just say, you know what, that's an interesting point. I'd have to do some more homework on that. That's right. Or that's, that's a, you know, by saying it's an interesting point, you're, you're making them feel good. And then you're getting out of it versus had you argued the opposite side of it or even presented the opposite side of it, you may have made an enemy. And that person could have known 10 people that were all wanting to sell sure. their homes. And what is the impression that you left with them when you're being contentious? You don't have to have an opinion. You don't have to argue. You don't have to be right. I think it's more powerful to let that go. Well, it's in the it's in the culture right now. I know that, that everyone, each other, right? I mean, you and I have gotten uh, had problems, frankly, with you know people that will say, "Well, what do you guys think about this?" And Julie and I do not practice politics, and we never will. We're republicrats, and that is not the way a lot of people think nowadays. And I'm not saying I don't understand why you think that way. A really great lady, frankly, explained to me because I asked her. She said, "I'm a hundred percent." progressive, liberal, whatever, whatever. I said, so where do you live? San Francisco. Where do you live in San Francisco? She told me where. And Julie and I know San Francisco, more or less. So she's living in a very progressive. There's not a single conservative person that she'll ever stumble across. And yet she was very, in her, in her, where she lives, in her environment. Mm -hmm. But she was very nice and respectful. She was a Tim and Julie fan. Um, And then she said, Tim, here's the reason. In my marketplace, if I'm not progressive or liberal, I'm not going to do any deals. And I thought to myself, you are right. Well, when in Rome. <laughs> when I mean, in Rome, exactly. That's okay. But you have to have given it that thought and that research and you know put your own ideas together. Right. And to her credit, she was not weird about that. No, and she was not confrontational. No. And she wasn't trying to convince me to her be, side. No. That's the, the, our whole point number 11. You don't yeah. have to be confrontational. And she told me her point. This I actually remember when this happened. This was on a, um, what's that? Uh, 
talk radio, that talk thing I used to do. Oh, Clubhouse. Clubhouse, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is on Clubhouse. And I, if you're listening, I appreciated the lesson because you were right. So with that said, most of you aren't in markets like that. Most of you are in markets where it's fairly balanced. And in those fairly balanced markets, some of the best advice Julie and I ever got in our formidable years from a great guy named Jack Rosselli was be a Republicrat. Be a little bit of both. See both sides of it. Your job is to not be on one side of the fence or the other, unless, of course, it turns out you're living in San Francisco. And if you're not, then you're not going to do any deals. I mean, well, that's just right. a... Qu- but also, it's not really relevant to a real estate transaction anyway. No, but it is, it's one of the filters that people use when choosing to sure. do business with you. Of course. So hopefully this helps. How do you feel? Are you feeling your ability to make it so that you can change your emotional state by showing gratitude towards other people? Are you realizing the importance of that if you start making that a habitual part of your life, the impact that has as you slowly rewire your brain? Here's what you'll discover. And again, I know a lot of you already think like this, which is wonderful. A lot of our long-time coaching clients do. It does not matter what the interest rates are. It does not matter what the weather is. It does not matter what the political Mickey Mouse is. They have learned to do things like they're going to have media-free mornings, media-free lives. They're going to control their environment. But what they're mostly going to control is their mindset. The most powerful way to control your mindset is by showing gratitude towards other people overtly on a regular basis. It is a superpower that I wish more people had. I agree. Make it a habit. Don't make it something that you do now and then. Make it a habit. Make it part of who you are. Part two is tomorrow. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.